You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. All right, welcome to Mornings with Lone Star. I got to get adjusted here because this is uh, our new studio, temporary studio we're in. We're broadcasting live. Good morning, everybody. We are a little late, thanks to me. That's right. I always have last-minute things to take care of. But we are live on Facebook Live, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and, of course, worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Hey, Skippy's here, if you can see him in our, in our deal. Hello. Um, okay, good. I got the right mic. That's good. I haven't marked <laughs> these mice yet, so everyone comes in and kind of moves them around. Gee, Dick, I, li- I leave for a couple of days, and I come back, and the studio's gone, and my headphones are gone. But what happened, man? We uh, are upgrading. We're so, upgrading. Yeah. I don't have my headphones. How can this be an upgrade? It's a downgrade. Well, I got to temporary. Spend, there's temporary. Oh, look at that little shift. I got to spend uh, the next two hours doing this with my hands over my ears to make it look like yeah. I'm official. Well, you know, just you're going to get over it. It's 923. I uh, want to remind folks, we do have a special guest coming in later today at 10 a.m. We're going to have Don Bahan with the Turn King Harbor Blue live music event happening over in Kingwood. I hope you guys are ready for that. If you're looking for something fun on November 2nd, they're going to have the fourth annual Turn King Harbor Blue Festival happening over there uh, at the 1660 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood, Texas. We're going to learn more about that around 10 o'clock. But until then, it's us so join us on Facebook Live. We're having some fun, you know, doing whatever in studio. What do you want to call this studio? Studio B. Studio Purgatory? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is the Dante no, studio. studio. B is, we're already building Studio B. Right. This is Studio W. Uh, let's call this the Batcave. Okay. Or the, I mean, actually, okay. it's more like okay the Fortress of Solitude, isn't it? I'll be okay It took me that. a while to find this. So. Really? Well, it cracks me up because we're in Conroe Tower, yeah. And it's got what? Five floors? I have no six floors. Six. Okay, so a tower in, a in Conroe counts as six floors. Well, would you say that the tallest building in Conroe could be called a tower? This is true. I don't know if but this like, is the That's like building. calling me a tall person in the land of hobbits. I'm still short. I don't know about that cuz I would say generally two floors is like the average. But when you go above two floors, you have an elevator. If you have an elevator in your building, you could be called a tower. You remember the disaster movie from the 70s, The Towering Inferno? Yeah. What if it had taken place in Conroe Tower? They just would have jumped. And, and died. And broken an ankle, maybe. No, I'm pretty sure if you jump from the sixth floor, you're dead. Uh, no, no, because they would have had the... Uh, the oh, I'm going to look the, that up. The trampolines. Oh, yeah, if you hit pavement, you're going to die. But they would have had the, you know, the, the firemen would have Sounds like when you get the Conroe fire chief to say, hypothetically, if we were going to jump off this building for to save our own life, what would you set up below? Would it would be like a lethal weapon one kind of scenario where they set up a little inflatable yeah, That's deal? what I'm saying. One of those things. Or they could have, um, you know, gotten a ladder. Can you imagine <laughs> that's the only solution they have and only like two people could jump at a time and they had to refill it? Hmm. Imagine like being last. Like, all right, come on. Come on. Let's go. Hurry up. Yeah. And then, of course, you got that middle person who's too afraid to jump. You know, like, uh-uh. 
Uh, That's where you just push uh, them. Uh, you're like, come on, we got to say we're trying to, we're gonna die here if you don't jump. And then you just take their spot. Like, yeah, you just gotta push them at that point. Tough love. Yeah, makes the world go round. But uh, you've been doing all right. I don't know. I missed you. We had Rick uh, Sellers filling in for you yesterday. Yeah, how was he yesterday with our? Oh, he was so much Jay better Silverberg. than you. Was he better? So than much I, better. I had than a you. fear of that. So it's okay. Well, I know you needed to recharge your batteries. So how was the the chemical peel and all that kind of stuff? You were doing? <clears throat> so for those of you who don't know, um, I was in Colorado the last couple of days, yeah. and uh, you know I was in Denver and Colorado Springs. That doesn't like what is this? Why why do I need? To okay, know? well Denver is, is you that, know Denver. So you really were recharging. No, but your, I got uh, to batteries. That's not my bag, baby. But I got to witness it firsthand. What do you mean? Like you found on the street or something? Well, just the the, the corner stores. And, and Even the corner store? Like you go to buy like, yeah. a thing of toothpaste and it's like... Next yeah. There, uh, now, like we have Circle K or or, or Valero, you okay, know, yeah. our corner stores. Well, there they've got they've, they've got 7-Eleven. They've also got... Their primary one is called Come and Go. And they spell right. it K-U-M. All right. That's and, a little weird. Yeah. It, it just sounded it wrong. It works. But there were several corner stores like, uh, oh, there's one called uh, Root Something. Everything was either green, like Emerald Fields or, or Root Something. And I'm realizing that you can go in for, you know, fill up your gas tank and buy some. You know what I was curious about? And this is, uh, I, you're in this land of opportunity over there. And I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to know, is everyone just blown out? No, because that's what kind of surprised me. Because I was asking, okay, I'm not saying... You know, it's not like San Francisco where there are needles everywhere, you, you know. Apparently. You haven't been to San Francisco, have you, lately? No, I've seen videos. Well, I mean, that could be shops. Come on, what's fake No, news, you can dude. Photoshop a photo. It's a lot harder to shoot a video where they're showing needles and Have poop. you seen the mustache disappearing act in Superman? I saw that. So they can do anything. They can do anything they want, but I can guarantee you there's poop and needles on the streets of San I Francisco. I can't believe they couldn't shave his mustache. Well, it was like uh, Pierce Brosnan when he was doing the Thomas Crown Affair. He couldn't wear a tuxedo because contractually only he could only wear tuxedos. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying it's one of those things so like, you know that VX supervisor's like, come on, just shave his stupid mustache. Just come on. How, well, no, so Henry, the, how, how long does well, it take you to grow? The reason I ask that is because I always wonder, my friends are up there with their family. They have a house. They've had a house up there for a long, I guess like a family generation kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he's just so much different now due to people legally allowed to smoke pot because like the place where they live used to be a small town and now it's just like that's basically a tourist attraction for everybody and and i asked him i go you know me not being a pot smoker is it like cigarettes where you're constantly smoking cigarettes because you know some people smoke like 10 cigarettes or a pack a day right but like to me well to me i always figured like marijuana was always one of those things where you do one and you're good for you know, and I, that's I, the whole point. That's why it was interesting to see because you know you hear the second somebody legalizes marijuana, oh there we go, drug well, were cartels. they selling it in like packs or was <clears> it like <throat> hey buy a joint, man? Well, this is what because I was asking, I was trying to figure out okay because they're like really health. Every road has a bike lane in it, like every road. Okay, almost the, like the freeways almost had a bike lane in them. You know, they're just they're health nuts over there. So you don't see a lot of smoking in general, you know, cigarettes or anything, but definitely you didn't see people, you know, homeless guys uh, standing around a, a, a garbage can on fire. Well, you think they would, I mean, uh, since California, I guess, passed it, you think that would, before they did that, you think that would be like the hot spot for... 
Right. Well, I think Colorado right now is kind of the, the, the pilot program, like how could it work? Because apparently the roads are getting fixed left and right with the tax revenue from this. But this is where I think a lot of the misconception is, because I just figured, you know, someone can just walk into a 7-Eleven or a head shop and, and buy a joint or buy an ounce or, or dime bag or whatever they're called and do their thing. No, it's most of the places in Colorado, you have to have what's called a red card. And that's your that's the doctor's note. Oh, so you can't just go and buy a pack of cigarettes, but a pack of dope. No, and and that's the thing. It's these places. Now, what happened, apparently they're very, when I say liberal, I don't mean right left-wing liberal. I mean, they're very, you know, they'll they'll write a prescription. Oh, you got anxiety? Here's mar- here's your marijuana oh, prescription. So it's not, oh, you're tired? Just mar- and so you take those. So I think per capita. So you couldn't get anything? No. Well, there's one. apparently there's one place that you can go to to get recreational without a red card, but because I was asking, I, I want all these details because I knew we'd be talking about it, and apparently like one little joint, and it's a lower, uh, it's not PCP, what's the initials of wh- whatever's in pot? THC. That, that's a THC. It's got a lower count on that, but it's like a, a $12 joint for, for just the one, and apparently like bodyguards in every corner, so if it's the only place... In the really? area, yeah. I wonder, like, so there like are plenty California, of dispensaries, then. but you have to have pretty much have to have a red card. So I asked, well, what's the point of being recreational? And well, and that's where well, you can kind of grow your own, and you won't get busted for it, kind of thing. So mm. that that was a misconception on my part. Now, apparently, you know, if you if you skin your knee, if you fall down and get a boo boo, or you go, oh my my back hurts, then there will be a doctor who will write you. A prescription so you can get your red card and that's so i think per capita colorado's got the most number of sick people so in you the gotta universe. be on a list yeah so basically, you're yeah, basically you just go to the corner doctor and oh i've got anxiety well here's a here's a oh. prescription for panama red oh i i, I my is, back is, is, is twin panama deep. red a, a type of i have i heard a long time ago it's probably an urban legend that uh, the rj reynolds company you know cigarette company many 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 years ago Trademarked a lot of names should marijuana ever become legal, and they decided to sell it. And I hear the joke was Panama Red was Panama wow. Reds was one of them. Well, Rick says Studio Fifty Four. Oh, Rick is the winner. So we are in Studio Fifty Four, or is it Studio? Are we in Area Fifty Two? Because we all know that Area Fifty One is a smoke screen. All the real stuff's in Area 52. Of course, this probably didn't have a number. It's just called Area. Well, let's. Have, so we got Studio Fifty Four. I'd say Area 52, um, the Batcave. Fahrenheit 451. What are we we naming here? The the studio. We we should ask people. Oh, oh, this studio. Vote on the studio. Oh, shoot. So we've got the Batcave, the Fortress of Solitude, Studio 54. The Tower of Sauron. Oh, yeah, Mount Doom. Because we are in the tower. We're in the highest spot in Conroe. Let's take a break. Okay. We got to. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star, folks. Skippy's back. I'm <laughs> excited about it. We have a special guest coming in. We are broadcasting live from our temporary studios in Conroe Tower. It's 932. Today's show is brought to you by Conroe Coffee, soon to be Bean Punk. And then, of course, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning and Jay Silber for County Judge. If you missed his interview yesterday, it was very good. Rick Sellers did a wonderful job. We'll be right back. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star. certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, 
mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Spittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Welcome back. Morning, Lone Star with Dick and Skippy here in our emergency backup studio while upgrades are happening to Studio Prime. So we're, we're throwing it out there. If you're a listener and uh, you want to uh, vote on an existing name for our temporary studio or come up with a new name, uh, right now we're playing with uh, the Batcave, the Fortress of Solitude, Studio 54, and Area 52 because... We know that Area 51 is just a smokescreen. So it's good to be back in Conroe, where it is 61 degrees outside. It's going to be a high today of 69. So cloudy today, uh, only a 10% chance of rain all day, all night long. Uh, but sunny for the rest of the week. Looks like we're going to get into the low 80s over the weekend. Interesting. But lows mm. in the 50s. Hmm. And possibly some thunderstorms next week. I don't have the official Lone Star weather tree outside my window. In fact, I don't have a window to look out. But I do know that winds are coming out of the north-northwest at 7 miles an hour. And right now, because of the humidity, it feels like 59 degrees. Sunset tonight is going to be at 6.39 p.m. Notice how I didn't say p.m. in the evening. Have you heard people say that? Yeah, I had to wake up at 7 a.m. in the morning. What does a.m. mean? Well, it means Ante Meridian, which means before noon. Okay. So it is the morning, and p.m. means post-meridian. Okay. Which means afternoon. So to say a.m. in the morning. So you're one, a, you're one of those people redundancy. who ruin parties. It's redundancy is what so that is. That's, you're one of those people. Yeah. It's like, say one, I, you either woke up I at 6, 30 a.m. I can't deal with these people. They, they repeat themselves. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, you know, we got about hopefully like 20 minutes to our guests, and I know you really want to talk about the bomb scares going around. around. Before we get to that, mm-hmm. I just want to... I'm looking for the cough button. <laughs> just just go as long as possible without talking with it. So I'm just going to keep drawing it out. I'm just kidding. So, uh, <laughs> so that, I guess that's in the news. I guess that's, we, like, gotta, we have to talk like about it. It's like waving a hunk of cheese in front of a dog. <laughs> well, what, the thing that stinks about it is we don't know any more information besides a picture that was posted on Twitter. There are questions I have, and I, and I was... Just, is this because you're an investigator? I like to investigate, but I like to be informed. And 
what I found, because here's the thing that you don't know about, especially Colorado Springs, AT&T sucks out there. There were so <laughs> many dead zones. I was for hours without, um, the Wi-Fi was down, and I was uh, without phone service for a while. It was driving me crazy. But, so I was late coming to the party. There are questions I have about this rash of letters that are, that are going out. Um, and people are, are raising solid points, but they're being, oh, it's just a conspiracy theory. You're wearing a tin hat. I've seen photos of at least three of these, the, the packages. Okay. They're all done with six forever stamps, and none of them, of the, of the three that I've seen, have any postmarks on them. Now, I've never not seen a postmark. Now, someone's saying, well, you know, if it's an unusual size package. And, and that's when I only, only saw the one photo. I said, well, I want to see, see all of them. Do any of them have postmarks? Because if that's the case, the odds of that being delivered so it, without a postmark. Well, are, does that mean it's hand-delivered? If it was, then there will be footage. Yeah, well, I mean, this and is... And if it was hand-delivered, why put stamps on it at all? Because also six forever stamps is good for six ounces, which is a small styrofoam cup of coffee. I mean, a little dinky kind of styrofoam cup of coffee that you get, you know, in a conference. I, mean, I don't know. I'm just not... I, the weird thing to me from hearing about it, it sounded like the goal wasn't to blow anyone up. It was just more Oh, no, absolutely not. These, these are... Uh, well, hopefully this doesn't inspire but another, some nah, idiot. it won't. Here's the thing. Last week, Hillary Clinton actually said... We, we can't be civil anymore. As long as Republicans are in power, we can't be civil. Basically, she declared war on the Republican Party. Basically, that's and now, a jump. yesterday, she's, oh, no, we must work together. Um, another question I had was, one of them was supposedly delivered to Eric Holder's office, or was supposed to be delivered to Eric Holder's office, but it was returned to the sender, when the return was uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. You know, And everything's misspelled, like, almost on purpose. Like, Wasserman with three S's. I don't care if you if you're Forrest Gump. You well, know, one thing not, I have to ask you, but there's no return to sender markings on the package. I have to ask you, do do you think the, these kind of scenarios are something where everyone needs to have an opinion on? I know. I think uh, evidence needs to come out. I think we need to find because everyone's got an opinion. That's what I'm saying. Like, and do, I have a lot of the Democrat friends who are just, oh yeah, this is typical Republicans. And I have it down to three scenarios. One, it's a sick individual who just are you man? You're a profiler. That dumb. Yes, I am. Uh, and anyone, uh, you know, wanting to come up with a fourth opportunity, let me know. One is it's a, it's just a whack job, just a sicko who's, be, because anyone thinking they're doing a good thing with this is dumb because I think it's, Robert I think De Niro's got a Joe Biden. Up. I think the post office is screwed up. That was just a tube of candy and like they tried to send it to somebody mm-hmm. they sent it to the wrong person. It was just an Xbox. So it's either a whack job who, in other words, does not, uh, does not represent any party. Number two, it's a Republican who's who's stupid, um, um, and is either uh, well, I can't say you know why all the misspellings of the names like every name and address is misspelled and it's like on purpose, so it's like either it's a stupid Republican or it's a Democrat trying to make it look like a, stu- a stupid Republican. It's one of those three scenarios. Nothing else. I agree with you. No one is not anyone trying to blow anyone up. It's they would have blown up. There are better ways to do it. To to have packages either hand delivered and think about who they're going to. How did this person get all these addresses to the Clinton household to George Soros's household? You know, this is not stuff you find easily on the internet. And especially if you find it, well, you're going to type it out. Many, there's too many you're questions. You're not going to misspell the names. There's too many questions on it, and I think it's going to be something that will be 
forgotten within no this is because the, the, the timing week. of this here's the thing people are going to want to know no, okay. after well i mean after the election no one's going to talk about it no this so. is something that they want to happen they want to allow to happen fbi is already putting out saying we're on this but if they were mailed there would be postmarks there'd be return well no not even that okay if they were Let's, hand delivered wanna, there's going to be just basis off the picture mm-hmm. i want to know what it felt like in the mail because when i saw the picture of it mm-hmm it looked like it was just a manila envelope with... It's one of those bubble wrap manila envelopes that you get at, you know, mailboxes, like et cetera. A pipe in it. <laughs> yeah, it's different goodies. It's like uh, I'm going to take a take a digital clock readout off an old VCR and you put some wires and tape it to this. <clears throat> Absolutely, there are questions. That's why people are getting bent out of shape. Yeah. I mean, but to find these addresses, you would have to have them printed out for you like, on a computer screen or something, so you wouldn't misspell them because you have them right there. So why is everything misspelled? These are the questions I have. Why is there not enough postage that they got delivered? Why when something was supposed... And the, 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 the mail that was supposedly delivered back to Deborah Wasserman Schultz, it was the same day as everyone else got their mail. That's like, that's a postal carrier of superhuman speed. Have you ever missed something? So you're a conspiracy theorist. No, no, that's the thing. Everyone's saying that. You know, you're a conspiracy theorist. These are questions. Have you ever mailed something and put the wrong address or postage on it and it got sent back to you? Every time. Okay. How long did that take? No telling. It's a black but, hole. But more than a day or so, right? I mean, I'm saying again, no Because time. it has like, to get out to the other yeah, place no, and they have saying. to go, oh, he's not there and come back. So how could it show up and return to the sender, end quote, the same day that everyone else got, gets their normal delivery? Maybe they knew. Maybe they worked How for the post office. How could they know? Office. Because on the envelope, there's nothing that says return to sender, not at this address or wrong address. There's nothing, and the post office routes Do you think everything. people are that silly? I think there's, a, there's either a stupid person, someone trying to make someone look like a stupid person, or a whack job. And there are questions that have to be answered. If this turns out to be a, a sick Republican who you know, thinks they're doing a good thing, that person needs to be busted. There, there's, there's, this is a federal offense. To, to jack yeah. with mail, it needs to go away for a very long time. If it's a stupid Republican, we should just, just get rid of. Point, we should just get rid of the United States Postal Service altogether, and we shouldn't have. You know mail. what? We should just we, put them back in the spotlight right now. They're 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 you know, they, 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 conspiracy theory would say, hey, now they made themselves relevant. They did it. <clears throat> no. I have long story short, I have no idea. As long as you is. know it works, right? Right. So we'll see from. The FBI, because the FBI came out and said, we're on this. And if they're so, if they're truly dumb, they're misspelling everything. We're on this. Then they would have left a saliva on the stamp. They would have left fingerprints somewhere, licking the envelope, whatever. There will be something somewhere. And we'll have an answer very soon. If we don't, then we'll have the most incompetent FBI or the most complicit FBI in the history. Well, no, we're we're already, the jury's still out on that one because of the uh, Las Vegas shooter. No one really knows. Unless, unless I missed a report. And, well, no, because we know who the Las Vegas shooter was. Well, I meant, like, why he did it. What were the motives? Well, there's a, mo- no, there's a motive, but they don't need a motive right now. They just need to catch the person who did it. The person would have left evidence. Okay. Well, whatever. Yeah. I think it will be something that people, I don't know if it really influences them on their voting. Uh, at least it's not, like, at the polls or something where people actually have a genuine, genuine it's fear. It's a misguided attempt to try to jack up votes, and it's not, it's not working. No one... Well, are you saying the media's interpretation is an is well, attempt, or do you think the bombs are an attempt? CNN even reported 
briefly that the White House got one, then they had to retract it because nothing ever went to the White House, and yeah. they won't say where they got it from. And then, oh, CNN, well, they get updated by the John C- Brennan. He's you know former CIA director. He is CNN an analyst. I actually, know it's MSNBC. You know they're all getting into it, and it's top of every headline. Well, people are watching. Tr- people are watching. The president saying. Violence is stupid. And I have a lot of Republican friends are going, if this is Republican doing this, stop it. You are stupid. You need to go to jail forever for this. Yeah, of because course they'll, they'll want to go do that. Hmm? Well, no, it's we, as a Republican, we would want justice on one of our own. If this is a Republican doing yeah. this, there's no protecting it. It's you're jacking with a cause. You, you know, our, our cause is to have civil discourse and stuff, or my cause is, and so you have someone like that, you just want to say, shut up. You're not helping me. Shut up. So within the by this weekend, by Monday, we'll know who it was. Have you early voted yet? Have you uh, voted? Can we talk over the? Yeah, the people on Facebook can still hear us. They don't get the emergency. Oh, okay. The emergency uh, broadcast test is is uh, going on right now. So, so apparently we have door. a guest outside the door. We don't have our window anymore to to see when our guests are here. But yeah, you were asking about early voting. And uh, I haven't early voted yet because I'm going to take my mom either today or tomorrow. But as I pointed out many times before, I'm the uh, I'm the guy who uh, is there. Someone else, Dick? You just shut the oh, door on someone. No. That's just rude, man. Anyhow, uh, I, I haven't early voted yet, but I, I went there the other day, talked to some candidates, and the line. Oh, was so you ins- didn't early vote, but you went there. Yeah, absolutely. The line was insane. It was all the way to the library. Are you like-, like a? One of those kind of fanboys of politics. An engaged are you a fan, citizen? Are you a fanboy? I'm a of fanboy. Well, who else would go to a polling location and not vote, unless you were volunteering? Well, a candidate. So, were you? Are you? Were you there? Like volunteering? Nope. So you were there, just kind of like what's I up? I wanted to see how the turnout was. I wanted to talk to some candidates. You are a fanboy. That's a fanboy. Yeah, move. Yeah, and I'll That's be taking totally my mom, a fanboy move. My my mom. I won't say elderly mom, but yeah, my mom. I'm going to take her today or tomorrow, introduce her to some candidates. We're going to talk. We're going to get the early voting done. Yeah. How about you? Have you voted yet? No. Why not? Because every time I walk by, it's really long. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'll wait till like, like the, you know. Yeah, the- be smart and wait till election day. Uh-huh. Well, no, we have two weeks. Go, uh, go now. I'll go with you. Let's go together. No, I'll go when I see the line Let's that's not the door. Let's make it a bromance date. We'll go together. And it's we'll, not hard. Know, it's just down we'll the bring, street. We'll bring sandwiches. Worst case scenario, on next Friday, I'll just go vote. And I'll yeah. just wait in line. But yeah, I went to the uh, um, early voting location in the Because you realize you can vote right here. Yes, I can. But I, I so go. It's like, a, it's like I walk over here. I can check it out. It's very convenient for me. Like, I have zero excuse not to vote. I go to the South Regional Library voting location in the Woodlands, which is next door to the pavilion, Woodlands Pavilion. And the line was just insanely long. Yeah. And candidates there said it was all day long. So I, I, I'm, I'm happy. A well, lot I'm, of people I want to open up a hot dog stand right there. Yeah, I don't see why you couldn't. Well, it depends on where you are because it's city property between the, the community center and the library. Yeah, but you just county you, you property. Got what, how long would it take for someone to report you? What, 30 minutes? It's always better to ask for uh, yeah. forgiveness than permission. So you go out there and try to Let's do, do it. $1.50 a dog. Boom. Okay, who's who, you know what we should do? We should go to um, Carmelita's, buy a whole bunch of their tamales. Uh, tamales, and just do a resale thing. Just walk up and down the the line. Hungry? Got a bottle of water? That's a way to do it. Killing on. Well, we got our guests in, so we gotta okay. we gotta get going. You want to close this out? I will close this out. You are listening to Mornings Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. I'm the aforementioned Skippy, looking lovingly at my co-host Dick that I've missed the last couple of days. We're sponsored by Conroe Coffee. Sorry. Steam, 
Bean Punk Coffee. There we go. Name changes happen. I'm so excited to hear about this. Bean Punk Coffee, Clean Tooth Office Cleaning, and Jay Stillberg for County Judge. We'll be back. My name is Jay Stittleberg. I'm an Iraq War veteran, Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Stittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Welcome back, Morris Lone Star, Lone Star Community Radio 954 here on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on Facebook Live. That's right. We are in the studio out here. Your mic's not on. I'm going to turn you up. Well, thank you. See, you got to give me a warning on this because I didn't know we were back on the air. I just kind of jump into it. I just kind of jump into it. You're bogarting the headphones. It's true. I want one. Well, what? I mean, I can work on it, but I don't want to. I kind of want to focus on the new studio. It's been all the time designing that. Okay, so the new design studio, I'll have my headphones back, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I actually am, am even, I'm even fixing that thing you broke. You know that you know that really expensive piece of equipment that you spilled your coffee all over? I don't recall that. That I had to wire myself? Um, remind me again? It's that cough button that you uh, no, notoriously never used. Still not, string, still not uh, ringing a bell there. And by the way, it wasn't my cough button. It was the cough button of the person across from me. Yeah, he got it. He was so surprised at what they said. He's like, and just coffee went everywhere. Yeah, that was bad. That was a bad That's why I'm kind of debating putting cameras in front of you now. So, (laughs) wants me dribble. (laughs) But uh, yeah, we are live from the uh, makeshift studio in Conroe Tower. Special thanks to the city of Conroe allowing us to stay here for a couple weeks till we redo our studio, which we'll be having a grand opening hopefully by the end of the year. Uh, we're going to have two studios now, one for FM and one for, you know, all the shenanigans we want to do after dark. And uh, that was a joke. You didn't Lone like that? Star After Dark. Oh, no, the, the, the mind reels with the possibilities know, of what we could I do. I know, 
But we do have special guests in the studio. We do. We're very excited. And so we have now Don Bahan, Bahan. You, you got to work with me here. Close, Bahan. Bahan. Okay, that was my Bayhan. that was my second one. And I got Tiffany, no last name. Kenton. Kenton. Kenton there we go. Yes. Uh, and they are two ladies who are going to talk to us today about the fourth annual. Let's see if I can get this right. Turn Kings Harbor Blue Festival. Perfect. Okay, so you know, obviously you the first it. question: What the heck is Turn Kings Harbor? And why is it blue, and why are we having a festival about it? Well, we I can tell you that Turn Kings Harbor Blue is in Kings Harbor, which is in Kings in Kingwood. If everybody oh, knows. Turn Kings Harbor Blue, yeah, I just you got, got it. it. Yes. See, I'm thinking like Turnkey, so you know. Why are we turning it blue? It's so, like, you know, I'm I'm gonna turn you Republican, Dick. Something like that is, oh. you know, I'm gonna turn the pancake over. Turn. King's, King's Harbor, Harbor blue. blue. Make it blue. We're going to yes, turn the area turn, blue. James turn to make, and I think you guys like me won't get confused. I, I, Juan, so this is for police officers, right? This is for police officers, okay. and that's where the blue part comes from. Okay, and we're catching up now. See? <laughs> yes. Okay, we learned stuff here. <laughs> yeah, and there's history behind the name. We we are um, we're recruiters. We work for a company called Joseph Chris Partners. We've been in the Kingwood area as a business for 40-plus years. We've always done community outreach um, once a year, at least once a year. Um, a couple years ago, we started thinking about how can we really put our name on one thing and, and support one really good cause. And everyone voted that we were going to we were going to show all of our support to the police officers. So then we started coming up with names. Well, we're in Kings Harbor. So we thought we were going to turn Kings Harbor blue, and we were just going to decorate everything blue, and we were going to wear blue and light it up blue, light it up blue, and and that's where it started with the name. Mm -hmm. And then um, actually, one of our coworkers, Angie Truitt, is the one that came up with turn Kings Harbor blue, and we just recently turned it into festival. We added festival to the name as well, so it's Turn Kings Harbor Blue Festival. Wonderful. So this is the fourth annual festival, this right? This is the yes. fourth. So uh, what will the festival entail? Uh, live music? Uh, pin the tail on a donkey? Uh, oh, well, that would be fun. You're right. <laughs> Not. Um, Pinatas. We're going to have uh, music from the Continental House Band, mm -hmm. and they'll be performing all night for us. Um, we're going to have a kid's zone that's going to have bounce houses, uh, sand art, slime, face painting. So that's something new we have this year. Is that just for the kids? Guys. If I showed up, would I be turned away? You would no, not. No, awesome. Okay. Now, maybe yeah, on I, the bounce house. There I'm might a, be a, you know. I'm no dropping else. weight. I'm just saying. Oh. I'll take the shoes off. <laughs> when and where is this happening then? So King Turn Kings Harbor Blue will be next Friday, mm -hmm. November 2nd, 6 to 9, in Kingwood. A lot of people know the area Kings Harbor as where Sharky's is. Sharky's is right on Lake Houston. Um, that that kind of is a is a big um, landmark. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it flooded, so it was on the news a lot last year. I, I, In fact, I know there was a lot of now. boat rescues yes. right there. There was people on our um, parking garage that were being pulled off the roof. So that's another way people know. So is there. the festival there to obviously raise awareness and to show community support? Is there a fundraising aspect to it as well? 
At this time, no. Right now, this is small businesses showing their support to the police officers. Community support is awesome. So are there, uh, with the festival, will there be small businesses? Will they have, like, booths or something or tents to? Yes, we have a tremendous amount of booths this year. We've, we started with maybe 10 mm-hmm. at the first year, and we've grown substantially since then. Right now, we're up to almost 50 booths. Wow. And it's all local businesses. Everything is very grassroots. So the only stipulation that we have for the vendors to be there is to offer a discount on their product or service to the police officers. Mm-hmm. And the other the other attendees, they're supporting the businesses that actually support the police officers. So it's a win-win for everybody. It, it brings the community together, the community supporting the police officers, the police are supporting the small businesses. It's um, it's it's a great opportunity for everyone to see who's supporting the officers and um, and keep the money local. That is cool. Now, see, I I love cops. I love all first responders. Anyone that runs into a situation that I'm running away from, you know, <laughs> deserves extra kudos. Uh, <clears throat> but I'll ask you, ladies, why why cops? You, you know, was that just did you wake up one Tuesday and say I want to do something for the police, or was there a particular reason behind it? Um. Don really has the heart for this event. I mm-hmm. actually came into play uh, later on, but when Joseph Chris Partners was talking about it, um, are you able, do you mind telling your story? Y- yes. Okay. Yes, definitely. So, well, I'll start with, with Joseph Chris Partners, mm-hmm. our, our company, the one that's presenting this event. Um, Plug the heck out of them. You're, you're on the air. You can do it. It's okay. Our, our CEO is Veronica Ramirez. Hey, Veronica. Hi, Veronica. <laughs> she is a huge supporter of military yes. police. She she's um, she's she's done the Wounded Warrior Project. She's done um, some of the some of the fun runs yes. and and um, she's, she's even done an Ironman. Yes, an Ironman. Woman. Yeah. yeah, she's she's die hard for. <laughs> supporting um, all of our first responders. So um, when, we were, when we were coming up with ideas, we were thinking about, you know, could we do something? Could we support um, a local animal shelter? Could we support a local um, battered women's shelter? Mm-hmm. Police just kept coming up over and over and over again. And I said that um, my dad was a police captain in our local um, police department in New Orleans, and he had passed away. So I, I had grown up in that in the police community. So it was, it was a very close, um, passion of mine. So she said, let's go with that. And everyone else agreed. And it just took off from there. It seemed like everyone wanted to back the police and show their support. We have an amazing, um, group of police in our, the Kingwood, Atascacita, Humble and Harris County that, they're very um, community involved. You'll see them driving around in the neighborhoods, stopping, talking to the kids, or just checking in on neighbors. And they're very responsive. So they've always been supportive um, of very, us, very supportive community. of us as well. They they never they never say no when we ask them to come out to community events. So we figured this was a great way to show our support to them as well. Are they going to have a presence at the festival, like in a little SWAT team booth or something like that? Not little. They're going to have lots going on. Really? Um, We're going to have four of the boats out there 
Um, so it's the shark boat. We have a shark boat, an air boat, two other rescue, rescue boats. boats. And these were all used during the Hurricane Harvey rescues. We have jet skis that'll be out there for the kids to get on and take pictures. We have, um, we'll have police cars out there. We'll have an armored vehicle. Um, uh, the bomb robot. The, We're yes. excited about that. Oh. They always do a cool <laughs> demonstration. Okay, so this is happening a week from... Uh, Tomorrow. A week from yeah. tomorrow, so week from Friday, 2nd. November second. This I Dick, maybe they'll let us like drive the tank or something, or, or play with a robot. <clears throat> okay, you gotta help me out here because you said airboat. <laughs> when I was a kid, I watched this TV show. Uh, so this is like early, early 1970s, and there was an airboat involved. That's all I remember. I don't think it was Flipper. Anyone? Do you remember a TV show in the 70s that would have had an airboat in it? No. I just remember that. Eighteen? Huh? No, no, that's 80s, dude. <laughs> Now, I'm pretty sure it was 1979 when that first that show first aired. 18? Yeah, no, it couldn't have been because Dirk Benedict was in Battlestar Galactica 1978 to 1979. <laughs> We're geeking wow. out now. And he played face after because someone else, someone different played face in the pilot. I think it was Kent McCord. And then Dick, Dirk Benedict became yeah, it, so right. it had to be 80, right. 81 at the earliest. Oh. Right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> was that hard to say? No, no, I'm, I'm wrong I'm, all the time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm okay with being wrong. Some people think it's a curse. Just, oh, once I thought it was wrong, but I wasn't. Oh, yeah. good one, good one. You like that? Yeah. Uh, but, okay, so someone help me out. Someone find me the airboat TV show. I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna ask the the guy who the, the guy or gal who does the airboat. I'm gonna ask them, so they need to know. You should. Yeah, okay. definitely. It could have been Flipper or Gentle Ben. It's one of those shows back then. Just, I'm looking it up right now. Okay, look up. <laughs> just this airboat TV show, 1970s. prove it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know. It was, I, I remember you watching it. I just don't know what. Okay, gentle so, Ben. Well, he, was it Gentle Ben? It was Gentle Ben. I knew it. Oh, there you go. I knew it was ding, Gentle ding, Ben. Ding, 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 With Dan. Uh, but it wasn't the 70s. It was the 60s. I'd say late 60s. I said late 60s, early 70s. Okay. Ouch. There we go. Yeah, Gentle Ben, thank you. See, okay, I can sleep ahead. tonight now, I've finally. I've heard of that. Now. Yeah, well, either. you get old like me. You build up this life experience. So, ladies, it's so wonderful. So, uh, you got Joseph Chris Partners. Uh, people want to find out. Let's start talking about where people can go to. So, first, let's talk about Joseph Chris Partners. Uh, what do they do as a business? Is it a consulting firm? We're recruiters, recruiters in the building okay. industry. Okay. And we've been in business for over 40 years mm -hmm. um, in Kingwood. Yeah, Joseph Chris Partners, they started um, very small in Kingwood and um, grew into a, a very large recruiting company. Their, our specialty is real estate construction and development, um, and we've, we've moved around a couple times in Kingwood, but right now we're in the Kings Harbor area on the um, beautiful scenic it's area. Yeah. Um, and we, we get to look out on Lake Houston every day and see all the water and the birds and all the... Nice. <laughs> yeah. We, we, high, see the show up. we see the water go down. <laughs> and someone wants to check, <laughs> so if someone wants to check out Joseph Chris Partners, where would they go? You can go to our website. It's josephchris.com. Okay. Yes. And Joseph and Chris probably spelled like you think it is. Exactly. Okay. Yes, Joseph Chris. So that's them. So Veronica, right? Yes. Veronica there you go, Veronica. Thanks for sending out a couple of uh, lovely ladies out here. Now let's talk about the festival, the Turn Kings Harbor Blue Festival. See, now that I have it in context, it, it. it flows very nicely. It's free. 
My free favorite flowing. color. Yeah, it's free. I'm, I'm, I'm going to link the eventbrite.com link for mm-hmm. our Facebook folks just so they can see exactly what's going on. Thank oh. you. So there's an eventbrite page? Is it like a Facebook page or something? There's a yes. Facebook page. I linked it into our video Dick, details. what the hey, man? That's what I've been doing over You're here, on man. It. Awesome. Look at Thank that. You and so you found out that it was Gentle Ben who had the earboat. Yeah, actually, we had a listener who helped out with that. That was Maria Balderas. I'm hopefully oh. I did that right, Balderas. Well, thank you. Hi, Maria. Is this someone you know? No. Well, <laughs> just saying hello. Wow, we have we have listeners. I knew. I told you we had listeners. Well, it's because you're back. I'm you, back. You, you had all those fans you met in Colorado while you were uh, yeah. They might getting be, a red card. They might be tuning in. <laughs> That'd be cool, man. Crossing state lines. Do you not talk finally. to people when you go on vacation? Do what? Everybody knows. Holly's actually really afraid to go anywhere with me outside of our normal circle. I just talk to people. Mm-hmm. So she even told me when we go on our honeymoon, I'm not allowed to talk to anybody. Oh. Because she knows I'll, I'll wander off and start talking to people <laughs> and hanging out. That sounds like what my kids tell me. Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with it. Just teach her about stranger danger and, you know, move on. We did actually talk about that yesterday with Rick. I go, what other, what other holiday do you allow, like, 50 strangers to visit your house and you give them free stuff for Halloween? With me, it's usually every time after I flood. Yeah, true. Because <laughs> they show up with sledgehammers. I, I don't even ask for them. They're like, here, we're going to tear down your walls again. Yeah. I, I flooded a couple I times. I was going to yeah. say, you must have flooded. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, speaking of giveaways. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right, what are, give, what are you giving segue. away? We have a, um, a special treat this year. We have... 100 gift bags that we're giving away to the first 100 police officers Mm -hmm. filled with products, samples, discount cards, coupons for all the local businesses that are supporting. Hopefully it's like Axe Body Spray. Two of my family (laughs) members are are officers and they just stank after they get home. Because they have all this armor. Kevlar doesn't breathe, man. Like it's just, it's pretty funny. I'm like, man, you just stink, man. Add the local, you know, Perfumery to the the list there. We, they do, probably we, have, need... we have some Bath and Body um, oh, sponsors that I need it. There you go. Some stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's... There's some cool stuff in there. And of course, shoot, they probably need car fresheners too. Yeah, there you go. Some of the people you can't. <laughs> some of the people they pick up, I'm sure. Here's oh, the yeah. thing, and listeners, you've heard me talk about it before. I, I truly do love all things law enforcement, um, all things first responder. I teach my my kids. You know, every time I pass a cop, I wave them. They're like, why? It's like. Because well, no, they get very few your waves every You're day. just yeah. showing your hands. Yeah. That's we're fine. Good. Yeah, we're good. Um, but no, seriously, they, well, I'm I wanna, running away from something. And I want to let people know to. the event is on the second, and it's from what is it from six to nine or six, six to nine? Six, six to nine, nine Kingwood. Yes. There's a the Facebook event has all the info like where it's located and all that kind of stuff. It's free, so you don't really need to bring anything uh, besides yourself and you know. I would say if if you if you like listening to the band, if that's more your thing instead of shopping at the vendors row mm-hmm. that we have um go and bring your lawn chair in the plaza you oh wow can, oh, that's it's, right. a, it's a very comfortable area of seating where you can sit down and enjoy yourself um there with you your go. lawn chair bring your lawn chair out and make yourself comfortable we also have um this is cool we have we have a car show this year so we have we have mustangs coming mm-hmm. out from the north let me see if i can get this right north Side Mustang Car Club. Yep, I know those guys. Okay, so the Mustang Car yeah. Club's coming out. We have eight Jeeps, show Jeeps that'll be out there, and um, about seven or eight other exotic and show cars that'll be out there. 
I'm only uh, how far away is that a uh, purple raceway from you guys? No. The the royal. Yeah, um, that's pretty far. Yeah, it's pretty far. Yeah, because I, I just know the Mustang folks hang out in your neighborhood, and they have some really cool cars. Yeah, they do. I'm only impressed by car shows that have the courage to include Yugos. Yugos. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Geo Metros. Yes. Well, that sounds like anyone a, can show that, up with a Corvette or a Mustang. Well, that sounds like a car that it would was be a Yugoslavian featured. car from the 1980s that was horribly <laughs> bad. <laughs> so if you're on our Facebook page, yeah. you can look. I'm at there. Some of the pictures, and I believe there's some pictures of some of the um, cars that'll be out there. Some of them are actually decorated in honor of police and military. Oh wow! I'm checking it out. Don't worry. We went to a Beetle car show. That was really cool. All the Beetle bugs. Oh right. That was a fun one. Just everyone slugging each other on the arm like nonstop. Yes. Slug one. Yes. Ow, stop with, it! Ow! Yeah, my three that. boys yes. were with three boys. I'm like, did everybody have bruises at the end? Okay, so for the local popo out in Kingwood, Dick and Skippy sending out their love to you. Uh, do show up, grab grab your goodie bag there. You got lots of discounts there, and if you're not popo, that's okay. Do show up to this free festival on November the second. That's a week from tomorrow. We got two lovely ladies, Dawn and Tiffany, in here with the studio with us from Joseph Chris Partners. And thanks so much for being here, ladies. We appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. Was it relatively painless for you? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, told, I told you they get so nervous when they come in, but we we set them straight. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. We shall return. My name is Jay Spittleberg. I'm an Iraq War veteran, Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Spittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. Hey, hey, welcome back. Morning with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. 1017 on the dot on October 25th, 2018, Anno Domini. Means AD. 
Anyhow, we were listening or talking with, I should say, with Dawn and Tiffany, a great couple of ladies talk about the Turn Kings Harbor Blue Festival. And again, once I got the context, you can say it. Originally, when saying Turn Kings Harbor Blue, I didn't know what it meant. But yeah, so they want to take Kings Harbor and turn Isn't it blue. Isn't that usually how it goes? I know, right? All right. I remember watching, um, you, you, did you ever see the movie UHF, the Weird Al movie? No. It had a joke in it which took me like, I think, 10 years to get. And when I finally got it, it cracked me up. And it was such a stupid joke. It was uh, one of the good guys is kidnapped by bad guys. Okay. And the local karate school, decide, you know, filled with Asians. And, of course, this is an 80s movie, so you could get away with a little bit more. <clears throat> All these Japanese karate masters go to rescue him. So you're in the warehouse where the good guy's being held hostage. And the bad guys hear a noise from behind a door. And so they walk up to the, you know, the door and it's a supplies closet because it's a door and on it has supplies written on the door. And they open up the door and there's all these karate messages out there. And they go, supplies! And then just start beating the crud out of the... And so it just it took me about 10 years to get the, the Are you supplies joke. I'm just saying, I'm saying it, it was what it was. Joke? Well, it was a, rac- like it was a racially driven joke. The The... Back then, but it, that's why I was just so clueless. It yeah, took me 10 years true. to get it. Is that what Megan Kelly did? That's what Megan Kelly did. Now, apparently, I, I don't know what that, she so actually said, but she's in doo-doo right now. First off, I think her moving from Fox News to NBC was the most misguided move since, you know, the Titanic adjusted course to, to miss the first iceberg. It's... Low ratings, it's just she's not a good fit for the morning post, Good Morning America, whatever the Channel 2 show is today. But apparently the other day, she said something about blackface and Halloween. And I'm afraid I don't know what the actual quote was. But I do know there's a huge fallout from it. She's uh, They're doing repeats of her for the rest of the week. She could easily lose her job. Um, I'm torn because on one end... We've become a society where just one person says just one wrong thing and they want to destroy your life. And I'm talking, it doesn't matter. You, you don't need to be a celebrity. I could say something dumb. I may get people busting me for reminiscing about this uh, joke on the UHF movie. And so there's that. People should be allowed to say something dumb. I'm but look on up the other exactly hand, exactly what she did. Yeah, but on the other hand, when you have millions of people following you and watching you and, and emulating you or to say I'd, I'd love to have it in context. If you can find out exactly what she said, if I could put it in context, because here's the funny thing. Cause in, in theater, well, somebody, yeah, I, I, sorry to interrupt you. No, but no, no, somebody made a comment about it where understanding what people are doing for Halloween. Cause this is a Halloween comment. This isn't like, this is, it's okay, okay to do these things. So like, for example, it's okay to portray a black character from like, say I wanted to be the black Panther for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Is that bad? You mean putting on, well, just, I want to portray him. Go for it. So there's that. And then someone said like, if you want to portray Captain America, would that be bad? If they weren't white? No, I think it'd be awesome. And so, I think no one would care because you can be slutty Captain America too. No one would care. Well, because there's like, Halloween. you remember that movie where Anthony Hopkins turned out to be an African American? 
Ah, yeah, I vaguely remember that. So, like, I, I don't know. I feel like there's a spectrum of there, there's extreme criticism going around today in the world. So, no matter what, it's amplified by ten. But we also have examples of when it was it was acceptable in a sense of no one criticized it. It was just kind of like, is it distasteful? Maybe to some people, but at others, no. It depends on what circumstances go around in the world. Well, Orson Welles wore blackface when he played Othello. So he did a Shakespeare, you know, he did a movie of Othello, which Shakespeare played, where Othello has to be black. That's the whole point. He's a Moor. Well, wasn't there wasn't there an actor in Lawrence of Arabia who darkened himself, basically? Yeah, and and that's the thing. So, it's there's always context. There's a very funny play written by Ken Ludwig called "Lend Me a Tenor," and it basically it's backstage shenanigans at an opera, uh, and one of the characters has to pretend to be black and has to put on blackface. It's done for comedy, but it's not Al Jolson offensive blackface. And it's almost the kind of humor like Blazing Saddles was to use such offensive language and scenarios to show up the fact that it is stupidly offensive. You know, if you say, oh, the N-word should never be uttered, I disagree because in in Blazing Saddles it was essential to get the, the social commentary done so it always has to be about context yeah well i think there's also there's stupidity in decisions or it's, it's just obvious like you mm-hmm. just don't especially in today's world where everyone's connected so fast by social media it's like just they're, they're always going to take it out like the best example is roseanne like mm-hmm. they're always going to take it out of context and it's going to roll you don't know where it's going to land mm-hmm. and when it when you when it lands in an area that you don't want you're like oh well oops well no it's too late it already it's already been decided so. Yeah, and again, she you know lost out. No, it was not the brightest move. I personally believe her when she says she didn't realize that Valley Jarrett was black. Well, she even, even said that that wasn't the intention of the of the, the tweet. And she's like, if you looked at what I was trying to compare it to, is the character from Planet of the Apes, right? But all you got to do that character, what she did to those people, could compare to. Well, I don't even know what her name was. The woman who she was comparing, like what she did to the people in Valley Iran. Uh-huh. So it was, it was about Iran or something like that. It was a political... But all it takes is that one thing. So with Megyn Kelly, once I get the, the context, but she's paying a heavy price, she may easily lose her show. Well, I think Personally, I think that's the best thing that could happen to her because it's not her audience. And she's not comfortable with it, and they're not comfortable with it. The network... I don't know why NBC bought her contract. I really don't know. Maybe they're trying to see where... I thought they were trying or to say, hey, social, look, we're not that liberal. We well, got Megyn yeah, Kelly I mean, on the air. Yeah, a social commentary response because people dumb, are still trying they're not to figure it out. Her. People are still trying to figure it out. They didn't use her for uh, traditional host duties that people in that job typically had. So, you know, sound off. Anything we're talking about today, sound off on your, your thoughts on it. Is, is stuff like, I don't want to say blackface permissible, but... Let's look at... Well, it's kind of like when people wear, like, a, a Nazi uniform for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Like, you, clearly that's kind of a no-no, but people, you're dressing up, and it's not like, there's not a theme of dress up as your favorite person or least favorite person. Like, imagine if you held a party, a Halloween party called dress up as your least favorite person. I went to and a World War II... how in, offensive that whole thing would be. In the 1980s, I went to a World War II-themed party... Halloween party, and there were all ilks of costumes. Now, I, I dress up like Sam Spade myself, but very recently I was in a production where a in the show a radio DJ receives a package in the mail from a, from a whack job, and included in the package is a, it's a fake bomb and a Nazi flag. And I had to get a hold of a Nazi flag for this production. I know someone who's a uh, a uh, war reenactor who has and t- tends to reenact for Germany because if you have like civil war reenactors you have to have 
You have to have the guy that lost. You have to have, yeah. And so he had one, and he gave it to me, and I was driving in the trunk of my car, and I thought, this is the day I get pulled over. You yeah. know, this day they're going to search my trunk, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to die horribly trying to explain, no, this is for theater. So when the flag came out during the production, you know, he opens the box and holds up the Nazi flag, the audience was affected, but no one's like, oh, my God, it's the Nazis in America. It was just, it was in context. Yeah. And it, well, of it course it was a bad thing. It worked. So. so people talking about Idris Elba should be the next James Bond. So does it, is it able to go the other way? If you can have a black guy in a traditionally white role, can you have a white guy in a traditionally black role, like as you said, Black Panther? Any kid wants to dress up like Black Panther, he's a great role model. I don't care if you're purple. Dress up like him. If you're a grown woman and you want to be slutty Captain America, I will be right there with you. Well, it's not even that. It's kind of like what identifies you as that particular class or race. Like imagine if you were the Bob Marley. For mm-hmm. Halloween, and you want to talk about you want to talk like a reggae guy. Mm-hmm. Is that wrong? <clears throat> uh, I would say five years ago, no. But now, someone, someone's going to be offensive, and at that point, they must destroy your life. When someone yeah. gets offended, and someone will be, you know, there are safe rooms and sobbings when the wrong person wins an election. So someone will be offended, and it'll make their, and it'll end up on the news for a day like you wear a Chinese dress to your prom remember that gal but it's how you respond to it I love how that teenage girl responded and got the support of the entire Asian community behind her because yeah. they're like no this is dumb it is dumb well I mean, are you doing anything for Halloween yeah <laughs> funny you should mention I've been hired I gotta be Dumbledore for Halloween there's a, you know, there are companies that, you know, uh, provide characters for parties. Sure. And this is, I don't think it's, I don't think it's like a kid's Halloween party or a haunted house or something. I think it's an adult, but they need Harry Potter type characters. And so I got hired to play Dumbledore. So they're getting me the costume. I gave them my dimensions and said, you know, I had to shave my beard and hair. So you had to provide a, a wig and beard. But, yeah, so for five hours on Halloween, I'm going to be paid to be Aldous Dumbledore. So i got to do some research on this guy. I mean, I read the books, but, you know, I, I don't know much I about don't know. him. I think that, what's her name, the, the, the author changes up who these characters are every two years just to keep the, keep the money well, going. I did like the fact, because this is something, <clears throat> when they were doing the movies, because she was still writing the books as the movies yeah. were, were coming out, and... She, this director said the only time that she ever made them correct something, and at the time they were very coy about it, mm-hmm. they said it was about Dumbledore that we were going to do something, wrote something in the movie into his history, that she said, no, it can't be that, so we had to take it out. And then you found out that they were going to give him a girlfriend as, as a you know, younger person. And then years later... Uh, well, J.K. Rowling I would love to talk, saying he's I would, gay. Lo- I would love to talk about that because you know she's also did, like basically said like oh Hermione could be black, or she yeah. said a couple other things and it's like well what about in these scenes where you literally describe her being white and it's like it literally talks about that. There's an author named Stephen R. Donaldson who does uh, uh, fantasy, but like modern fantasy, yeah. it's kind of uh, in your face. And he has on his website, you can ask him any question, and he'll, and he'll give a huge response. And he's got names there from this magical land that you don't know how to pronounce it. So people ask, how do you pronounce this name? Yeah. He said, however you pronounce it, however you think it should be pronounced, is the right way. He said, I have my pronunciation for it. You know, when I, and obviously, in his mind, he came up with it, that it's pronounced this way. But he doesn't care if someone 
pronounces it a different way. And I think Rowling is like that with like Hermione, saying, when I wrote her, she was white with frizzy hair, but she can be black with frizzy hair. She'd be mixed race. She could be whatever. And some authors don't care. Ian Fleming cared that James Bond was a, a poopy-headed white guy. And that's why I'm very much for the author's original intent. Yeah. And you can't have, you know, Joe Pesci play Gandalf in a movie version of Lord of the Rings. You just can't do it. Well, it's just interesting that when when art is created and it's kind of a, in one part or another reflection of today's social commentary or like, the, you know, what's going on in culture. Mm-hmm. But then it's, we're changing so fast in a sense of, an author can release something and then 10 years later re-release it and change some things because she feels probably because they want to make money. Like that's to me, every time someone tries to do something like that, mm-hmm. it's about making more money. And at the end, at the end, someone came to him and was like, Hey, if we redo Aladdin, we will get money. Do you hear about the, the guy who wrote the screenplay for Aladdin for the animated isn't getting money for the screenplay used for the live action? Really? Well, it was something where the Screen Actors Guild, or like, or whatever that mm-hmm. three-letter acronym. Oh, uh, Writers Guild of America. It was something because it, since it, since it's animated, it didn't count on certain rules. And then someone goes, "Yeah, it was something like that." And it was some weird. He was. I'll have to look upset. into that because you you know if you write a script, it doesn't matter if it's done on you know stop motion or yeah. it was something. It was something script. where he they paid him, they gave him money, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like he didn't he doesn't get the residuals and things like that from from doing it. It was some weird deal, and I thought that was kind of funny. But when you said, you know, it's all about the money, what, when that really came to light for me with Michael Crichton when he wrote Jurassic Park, yeah, the, the novel, and in the end of the novel, uh, the Jeff Goldblum character dies. He's, he's injured, and he dies from his injuries. Well, the movie comes out, and he survives. What happened was when they, the studio said, okay, you need to write a sequel to Jurassic Park, and these three things have to happen to kind of sort of kind of drive with our the movie. Mm-hmm. He said, you can do, they said, you can do your own plot, but A has to happen, B has to happen, and the Jeff Goldblum character has to be alive. And he's like, but I killed him. Find a way. And so he very cheaply wrote, oh, the rumors of his death were greatly exaggerated. He's alive after all. He, he didn't even pretend to say, listen, yeah. I'm whoring myself for this. They paid me a lot of money to write a sequel. I don't care. And I've written a book, and I killed off a character, and I meant to, and it affected me to kill off this character. I can't just bring him back. Well, I mean, I think there's a, when it comes down to people not realizing how many people are paying attention to certain things, in a sense of like so many people pay attention to Jurassic Park. So many people wanted to see a sequel. And so that's the influence from the creators going, hey, we're going to be stupid if we don't do something like that. Mm-hmm. Look at it now. What is our six movies in the world? In the Jurassic Park world? I, I think, mean, yeah, they're up there's there. A, there's a little park. Like a, someone works a, you know, a $10 an hour job being <laughs> the guy who, you know, <laughs> handles animatronics and stuff like that. So, I mean, I think a lot of people don't realize how much influence <clears throat> there is on some, something like J.K. Rowling. Because she's going to rewrite Harry Potter. I can already smell it. She's gonna. She's gonna. Well, add she's all adding these, to it because they have the the, the two gonna part. Add, she's gonna play, add all these wizardy. Yeah, she's, the curse of the child or whatever. They be, got the beautiful beasts or, yes, yeah, fantastic like, beasts. Yeah, something like that. But it's gonna be one of those things where she. Re, no, I'm talking about she rewrites the originals, where it's gonna be like a you know because authors do that all the time. Twenty years later, they call it like a, you know, they have a new entry, a new. Forward yeah, by a somebody. revised version. Yeah. In, in fact, over the last couple of days, uh, I. 
on my Kindle, I had a book that I love. It's called The Stupidest Angel. Yeah. And it's a comedy about um, flesh-eating zombies that hit this town on Christmas Eve uh, because an angel mistakes this kid's Christmas wish. It's really funny. Uh, but what he did, he, he brought out the book, and then a while later, uh, the author, Christopher Moore, brought out 2.0. And it was the same book, but he added on another chapter at the end that takes place a year later because he always wanted to just continue the story. And I loved it, you know, because it's a standalone chapter. You don't have to have it to enjoy the book. But, yeah, um, rarely does some... Now, you can have a revised edition if something's wrong in the first book or something needs updating. Um, and usually it's forgivable. Because, remember, uh, we have going on at the Owen Theater from the Players Theater Company. They're doing And Then There Were None, which used to be called Ten Little Indians. And before that was called Ten Little Something Else. And I'll just say it's the N-word. Because back in the 30s... That's what, that was the poem. That's what you said. And so they're having to revise it with her being alive and after her being alive. Sometimes you got to revise. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. Again, I don't really care. But in the end, I don't know. But I know it's important to you. You think Rowling's going to? Oh, yeah. I don't think she's going to rewrite Harry Potter. I think she's going to be adding to the universe. No, I think when it comes, I'm talking like 20 years from now. Yeah, when I the, agree. When the books hit 40 years old or something like that or whatever, they're going to re-release it, and she's going to add a chapter or something like that and then to connect everything. But at the same time, she's going to change different things that, I can see that. she's been wanting to do. Well, and, she already changed it from the Philosopher's Stone to the Sorcerer's Stone, so she's willing to... Yeah, to pour her. Pour herself. Well, yeah. So you're listening to Morning's Lone Star. we got to take a break, man. we got to go. So uh, it's 1035. We're going to take one quick break and we'll be back. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe. And worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning services such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at CleanSweepOfficeCleaning.com or by calling 832 689 7996. Clean sweep office cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Did you know that there are over 153 million orphans in the world today? The sad reality is 99% of those kids will likely never be adopted. Core Love is an organization right here in Conroe that takes care of orphan children in Haiti, Honduras, and India. We bring the love of Jesus by providing their six basic needs of clean water, proper food, health care, education, job skills, and a loving home. Visit corelove.org, that's C-O-R-E-L-U-V.org. 
Will you help defend the orphan? Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776. Hey, Montgomery County and online listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Vibes with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vibes with Soul, Miss C.C. Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B and, of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongStar.com. Welcome back. Morning with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy, 1039 on the dot here in the alternate backup studio. We're not in the typical Lone Star studios. We're under construction, getting uh, yeah. new stuff. Dick is just happier than a clam in a long-tailed room cat with rocking chairs. I just love those cute southernisms. But, yeah, Dick is just very excited. Uh, they are upgrading our studios. So we got temporary gigs here in yeah, Conroe Tower couple of blocks away yeah. we are bummed that we're not right next door to conroe coffee right now but well, we're, if next you're, to, we're next to flower flourish, flourish, flourish. Right? I, what i want you to do since you're a grammar person mm-hmm. when you go downstairs look at the awnings oh it's, yeah they, they put the dot between it's supposed to be it reads as flower ish that's what i thought it was, every it was time bad I graphic somebody, design they're like oh no it's flourish and i'm like yeah. no it, you would think it'd be flower ish because it's a bakery that's like, what they were trying to do to play off the written word, but not realizing that people are going to sound it out. Wait, I still sound it out flowerish. Yeah, I know. No, yeah. I, I agree with you. So, what are they trying to do? They're they were playing with the fact that it is a bakery by using flour, but they didn't think people would actually say flour. They go, oh, it's flourish. I still don't, I'm still trying to figure that when, out. Here's the thing. Anytime you have a logo or a company name or a website that you have to explain it, maybe you made a wrong term. Uh, I was listening to a radio spot the other day, and it was Kirk Holmes, and that's K-U-R-K, and realized it was named after someone. But then they got smart, and they said, because we put the U in new homes. That's how to handle it. If you go to Flourish next door, and the food's good, don't get me wrong, but the more they have to explain to a grammar nerd like me, the more you want to say, guys, you, you really should have changed your name. But that being said, we're not next door to Conroe Coffee, and I'm bummed about that. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, Conroe moving. Coffee? No, with the, uh, they're moving, and there's Steam a new pump. name, right? Yeah. We're, gonna, we're probably going to get them on and talk about what's going on with that and learn more. Uh, they're not, I know they're not going to be at bowling tonight, so that's, I can't get like, a true update. Oh, no, no. They've been busy with that. So, uh, but that's going to be in Montgomery. All the way over there. Like, I don't want to go over there. Yeah, I'll get my morning coffee from Montgomery. Well, no, what I told her, I was like, now we have to put a coffee deal in the studio. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. We'll talk to them. We'll find out. But our our love goes out to uh, 
uh, Leo and Jason with so, steam. Well, steam bean bean punk bean, bean punk, punk coffee. A Victorian there we go. slash steampunk slash something else kind of. Well, it gives spot. Jason an excuse to wear his steampunk outfit. Yeah, I think I that's really what the whole deal started with. But uh, I want to remind folks, early voting is going on right now. Yes. So mctx.org slash election. Uh, that's very important for people to know what's going on with that. And you can vote anywhere that there is a precinct station polling there for the next two weeks. But on the 6th, you have to go to your unique one. Yes. So Go to mctx.org slash election to find out where your precinct and what, is. And what's crazy to me, <clears throat> we were talking about this yesterday, we, uh, we have a couple things going on. Like I think there's, I don't think there's a proposition, but there's some Connor ISD board members and there's also mm-hmm. the groundwater. But the thing is, if you down take a vote, you don't vote for those things. So keep an eye out when you're, if you're one of those people who are lazy and down ticket vote, you're not going to vote for those things. And they need, they need to be looked at. So uh, unless you don't really care, you don't have kids at school, and then you, know, you don't care that your water is really expensive, then I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, you got... Hey, I got a question for you. Yes, go. Do you think this whole groundwater voting thing is just a ploy? Because you, you think the prices really are going to change? That's like saying if you elect this president, your gas prices will go up or down. That's not voting oh, for the person. Well, that's what I'm trying to like because we have a show here that's from a nonprofit that puts it on. Mm-hmm. And after hearing more about it, 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 there doesn't seem anything that's directly connected. The way it's been presented to me is if we bring democracy to a, an elected board, then there's a chance for change. But not like, oh, there's going to be a change. There's just a chance. It's a roll of the die. Because now they're they aren't the right currently they're not elected they are appointed, and they're basically appointing themselves. But on top of that, it's like even if we elect them, they're pretty much the people who are running for it are the same kind of people, I guess. Because who in their right who in their mind wants to be on the groundwater? Like to me, it's kind of strange. Why would you want to do that unless you want control over that? Does that make sense? There could be any number of reasons. I know, for instance, there is a school board position. Besides, I won't well, mention any names, well, but one of the people are running because they say, I want it. It's a, it's a bucket list for me to, to run for an office. And so they chose school board. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, because you think that you run for a school board because you have a child or you've seen something that's not right. working. And then the same thing like with uh, having Jay in. He is a manager, a project manager, and that he saw that the, this is. This important. can translate to county business. To county business. And so I'm like, so who besides water people, wouldn't be involved in this because everyone can say, hey, I want cheaper water. But mm. does that mean there's going to be a plan? It, it, what it reminds me of, and this is just, I, I always feel like I'm slanting. Every time I see, uh, we watch an X-Files a lot. And X-Files is on Hulu. And they run the same five ads. So it's an ad about uh, Watchmen, heart, heart, something about having strokes and preventing strokes. Oh, okay. And then there's another one about... Um, uh, Huluween or whatever, but then there's the Beto. Huluween, that's the, cute. Then there's the Beto ones, and every time a Beto one, a Beto one comes on, it's almost like listening to a politician who doesn't have exactly what he wants to do. He's basically using all the lingo that's like "get out and vote," all the encouraging words of empowerment, but there's no substance to it. And that's one thing I kept feeling about this groundwater thing because it's like you just say we want cheaper water, but it's like, well, what you on the board is it literally a vote saying? Hey, we're going to lower the t- way we're going to tax these people by ten cents. No, I don't think it's. I mean, I'd be really surprised if that actually if that's the way it translates. And for the, the the ground, so the Lone Star Groundwater Conservation District, for the first time, is having elections for board members. It's traditionally been an appointed position only. So this is brand new. So the first who, whoever is in, they're going to kind of be 
I don't want to be say, making it up as they go along, but you know, they're going to be the ones to figure out what you can and can't do, who can work well with each other. Uh, like right now for the commissioner's court, the race is there. The, the court exists. People are already there. So you kind of get a sense of who could work well with others, what they do. But this is brand stinking new. So it'll be interesting to see the, the people well, that's who what, vote for And that's why the down ticket thing is really interesting to me. And that's why I was like, oh, people really need to vote about the groundwater. But then again, like, how do we get educated about who to vote for? Because I don't really understand the position in itself. Yeah, and that's why I want to, that's why I suggest if you go early vote, go there, find the candidates. When I go take my mom to early vote today or tomorrow, no, when you're we're doing, hit when the you're candidates. doing your fanboying stuff. Yeah. But a lot of that is talking to the candidates saying, well, Why would I vote for you? Well the issue with that too is the wherever you go, the candidates might not be there. Because I mean you're you're talking about positions where it's all county. Or the or the representative. Here's the thing, if you're running for office and you can't be at an early voting location or you can't send a representative it shows how running, engaged you are. Well, I, I recommended drones. So we, we went up from the... What I, about your segue well, with the no, iPad? The Segway iPad is still there, but the okay. drone can carry pamphlets or it can have a sign on it, and then you can make it where it doesn't cross the 100-yard line. Can you hire one of those Skyrider airplanes to fly over a or within eyesight in the uh, of a polling location with you know the banner or the skywriter yeah i wonder if you could do that legally why not why wouldn't you be able to they do it with like uh they did it over the weekend when trump was in houston they had a but no of, that wasn't a polling because in our polling location there are things that you can't bring anything within i think 100 like pages. a shirt yeah That's my you favorite. can do nothing like that and but to have something that you can see from within 100 feet easily what happens if you had a shirt that like, for example, it didn't say Beto, it said Beta. But it was in the same style. Uh, there could possibly, if he trademarked it, then there could possibly be a, a suit on it. But you see, think about all the people that, uh, you, you got the MAGA hats, Make America Great Again hats, and then those on the left are coming up with their own variation of it. Eh, no one's getting sued over it. What about you walking into the polling location? Because apparently we were talking about that with Jay. Like you can't walk in with a Jay Stilberg or right. Marquio or whatever shirt. Because mm-hmm. like turn it, he said. I think well, either him or Rick or I forgot who it was. One of them said like you get to turn it inside out to go into the polling location to vote. So I was just trying to figure out how to bend the rules as much as possible. Because you know there's some sticklers out there with clipboards. We're talking about that. Like there's got to be some dude there or some lady just like yelling at people. You can't be doing that. You're crossing the line. You're at 98 yard or feet. You're not at 100 feet, but. Yeah. You everything all right over there? Yeah, no, I'm having to uh, catch up on, on some stuff and check the headlines here. Oh, okay. But well, yeah, there have been a lot of headlines. Yeah, so locally, just while I was out of town, apparently last night, two rigs on I-45 at Research Forest smacked into each other. One of their trailers overturned and spilled motor oil all over the freeway so they had to shut down the freeway now fortunately i didn't i was driving home like after midnight last night so i missed all of that but yeah they had to shut it down for several hours um the woodlands had a uh led by township director bruce watt riser had a uh, flood mitigation meeting uh, i don't know how, to, how i feel about that it's it's been a year plus and it's been two and a half years it's been a, uh, more than a year since harvey and it's been two and a half years since the tax day floods. We should have some mitigation answers by now. We shouldn't just now be having some public forums. Um, Montgomery County Commissioner's Court recently 
approved a $1 million plus budget carryover primarily because there were some empty positions, but you wanted to pay the insurance on the empty positions because they will be filled one, you know, one day, so you couldn't let the insurance lapse. So that happened. And uh, Precinct 3, Justice of the Peace, Edie Connolly has uh, withheld ruling on uh, the recent story of 231 cats taken from a local couple. Uh, yeah, I saw that. We were talking about that. Well, they're being sued for about $34,000 worth of vet bills on these cats. And so Justice of the Peace Connolly is held off on making a ruling yet on that. And do know that this weekend, I think Friday night to Saturday morning, Six Pines, just south of Woodlands Parkway, if you're a Woodlands person, will be closed. I'd, oh, wow. Uh, when is that going to be? Uh, Friday night to Saturday morning. Shouldn't it, That's the planned time. Uh, it shouldn't cause any grief, but just to let you know, right. it's there. Well, we got to be closing up today's show. Sorry. We want to say a special thanks to our special guests today, the folks with the 4th Annual Turn Kings Harbor Blue Festival happening over in Kingwood. Information can be found on our Facebook. Uh, tomorrow's show, we're going to have a couple guests in. We're going to have Timothy Lankford with Workforce Solutions, which is a nonprofit, I believe, or it's a government agency trying to help people find jobs and all that good stuff. And then we're going to have Kimberly, uh, not going to pronounce that, Out of the Darkness Walk in the Woodlands. So we're going to have that. Have those folks coming in? Cool. Are you going to go to any, like, haunted houses or anything? No, I don't do that. Come on, let's go together. Let's go to the Haunted Trail at Bear Branch. No, I did want to check out the Firefighters deal. Have you seen that? Oh. Over at the Conroe Outlets? They have, yeah. They have, a, they have a spook house, I guess, or whatever you want to call I it. Think, I think I want to grab Mrs. Skippy and do that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Today's show is brought to you by... <laughs> Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office. AKA. Oh, Bean, Bean Punk. Sorry about that. And then, of course, Jay Silver for County Judge. We will be here tomorrow, folks, on time. I promise there won't be any hiccups on the way here. Uh, we got a lot going on with the new studio and everything going like that, so please stay tuned. If you are interested in being a sponsor on the show coming up with our new studio, we are looking for studio sponsors and things like that. It's going to look very pretty on our Facebook stuff. And then we also have an opportunity for uh, podcasting. If you're interested in that kind of area, we're going to have another studio dedicated to that. So uh, please stay tuned. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. Mornings of Lone Star. We are the morning show for Montgomery County. And Sean, was, I'm so glad you're back. Rick, thank you so much if you're listening. Yeah, for Rick, in thanks, yesterday. For, thanks for uh, sitting in and, for me. Appreciate uh, it. We'll bring you more stuff tomorrow on Friday. So be safe. And uh, what's the weather? What's the closeout weather tonight? So, rather right now, it's uh, uh, cloudy, 62 degrees, going to get up to 69. Um, What's the chance of rain today? Chance right now is only, last I checked, was 10%. So. Yeah, right now, uh, 1%. So, there you go. 1% chance of rain. Sunshiny all weekend long. Okay. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Morning's Lone Star. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning. <laughs>